Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. I've been a basketball coach's wife for 20 years. I've seen fans who are as mean as rattlesnakes, and I've seen people extend the olive branch when they didn't have to. I'm excited to talk with author and football coach's wife, Beth Walker, about her new book, Lessons from the Sidelines. Beth, I always love a good love story. And so thank you for joining us. And would you be willing to tell me your love story with Ordell? Yes. Um, so we met at college. Um, he was a uh, football player and I was an athletic trainer. So we Ooh. had, some, yeah, <laughs> so we met on the football field. We also had some overlapping classes, but um, we met um, pretty much on the football field, and uh, we didn't date until after his last football game, um, his year ahead of me. But, um, you know, we were good friends, and then just kind of things progressed from there. Awesome. Did you have any misgivings about being a coach's wife, if that was going to be the the profession that he was going to pursue? You know, what's really funny is that before our first date, my husband made it very clear that he had one goal in mind, and that was to be a college football coach. And if I was going to get on board with him, then that was going to be part of the deal. <laughs> and so, um, you know, being an athletic trainer and through college, I certainly knew what I was signing up for. And um, I, we had great mentors, and uh, I knew what I was, I knew kind of what I was getting involved with. Uh, I certainly knew it would be an adventure uh, and that every day would look different. And um, it certainly has been. I was going to say, has uh, it been an adventure? Does every day look different? <laughs> uh, well, not not so much in 2020, but uh, generally, yes. Uh, and what I love is that um, we are always serving people. And uh, we have met so many unique people around the country. And uh, adventure is definitely <laughs> the word that comes to mind when um, through all the highs and lows, uh, mm -hmm. that is the word that is consistent. And so uh, I knew that that's what I was signing up for. And that has been true through 20 years here. It is always fun to talk to another coach's wife, regardless of the sport, regardless of the level, it doesn't matter because there's some things that just like are the same. And, and I think that one <laughs> of those things is that in order to be a coach's wife, you have to be a little bit independent. Do you find that in yourself? Yes, absolutely. Um, I always, I call it the camp curse, but you know, as soon as football camp starts, we can guarantee that, um, a car tire is going to go flat or <laughs> the water heater is going to go out. Uh, something is going to happen and the, my husband is not going to be able to help me out. Um, and so we've just, we've had to learn that, you know, you just have to deal with those things by yourself. That is super funny. You know what it is in our house? When the season starts, my husband gets this look in his eye where he's almost looking through me and I can uh. see it. And then the, the, the milk ends up in the cupboard and the Cheerios end up in the refrigerator. <laughs> like it's just this weird thing. Like his brain all of a sudden just morphs into total basketball. Have you found that? Uh, yes. And the doodles, <laughs> uh, the plays, um, oh, everywhere. you know, 
yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there was a movie a, a long time ago called The Beautiful Mind. Yeah. It is about a guy who was like schizophrenic or something and he would leave post-it notes everywhere like he thought, you know, and I, I would joke with my husband when we saw that because we have legal pads, like yellow legal pads all over the house with or pieces of paper from them all over the house of different plays and, and, and initials of people's names and, you know, <laughs> I don't even know what they mean. I don't know. Do you yep. know a lot about football? Has that been part of your journey? Yes. Yeah. So I grew up in a football family and my brother played, but I have certainly um, learned a lot more um, before uh, huddle was a part of the coaching world. I used to help Ordell break down film <gasps> and uh, that was, it was the only way to make sure that my husband was around at any part of the weekend. And <laughs> uh, so that certainly helped uh, but I, you know, I'm never going to learn the names of the plays, but I definitely know a lot more about um, where people should be on the field and all of that. And it does make it more enjoyable as well. That is super interesting to me because I think it was maybe our first Christmas together. So this is 20 years ago. Um, my husband bought me Basketball for Dummies, the book. <laughs> and um, and he meant it as a loving gesture. And I told him, yeah, I'll absolutely. We'll read that. I got like I don't know, halfway through the first chapter. And I was like, this is so boring. <laughs> I never picked it up again. And we decided that part of what makes our relationship work is the fact that I don't break down plays with him. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, every couple's got to know their thing, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So you added kids to the mix along the way. Yes, yes. So we have a currently a um, sophomore and eighth grader. So they're 20 months apart, both boys. Mm -hmm. Just the two or are there more? Yes. Nope. Just those two. Okay. Mine are, I have uh, a girl and a boy. One's a junior and one's a freshman in high school and they're 21 months apart. So I get yeah. it. Totally. <laughs> then we waited a little while and now we, we have a 10 year old as well. So okay. yeah. So you have this great blog, Lessons from the Sidelines, and you have this great book. The really cool thing to me about this book is that the people who have reviewed it have said, you know, this is a must read for couples in sports, ministry, or in the military. So what's yeah. the vein that makes this accessible? Uh, and it's written particularly, you know, for wives. So what's the vein that makes this really accessible for the wives of that particular population? Well, I, my sister-in-law, um, my brother-in-law was in the military and um, my sister-in-law and I used to swap stories, um, especially when our kids were very little. My nephew was only four months younger than our oldest. And we realized very quickly how similar our, um, in our need for independence was, uh, when our husbands were, um, in the midst of, um, their different, you know, job demands, but also just the moving around and the need to, um, ingrain yourself in different communities and kind of that, um, that lifestyle where your husband has this really important role, um, that can be all consuming, Mm -hmm. um, but you also know that you have this calling on your life and it can be really hard to figure out how to balance the two because you want to support your um, spouse, obviously, as they pursue um, their passion and their calling. But you also know that 
you um, have this thing that's welling up in you that, you know, you're created to fulfill. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, Lessons from the Sidelines shares the stories uh, that I've learned um, in the last 20 years in our life, but also I I bring in stories from military wives and um, the wives of professional athletes um, and uh, also um, pastor's wives and just you know, show the ways that our lives intertwine and, and are similar and also where um, they're, uh, where they're not the same. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, how we all have, can walk in these similar communities and support each other. Why is it so important to you that, that someone clarifies their calling? It seems like, you know, obviously it's important to you or you would not have written a book about it. Yes. So in Lessons from the Sidelines, I have this phrase that um, you kind of walk through this, uh, this thing where you say, you know, you clarify your calling and you bloom where you're planted mm-hmm. and then you thrive in your sweet spot. And what I have learned is that when you do that, you, um, you know, you really kind of feel like your full self. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that for a lot of women, we kind of, trick ourselves into thinking, oh, I'll just wait, you know, my turn to uh, fulfill my purpose will come around eventually. And uh, if we don't start to pursue that, uh, feelings of resentment can build up, Mm -hmm. uh, frustration, Uh, we can start to almost feel like we've lost ourselves, Um, uh, we become listless. And the truth is that there is a way for us to pursue our passions, to pursue our calling today. We don't have to wait for our husbands to retire or to um, move to the, to the perfect place. Um, we can do that today, even if it's just starting out with um, pra- uh, like learning about um, our calling so that when our kids are older, we are ready to step into that more fully. Boy, I think you are speaking to way more than just coaches' wives in this one, (laughs) and just more than wives in general, because I could see men definitely saying, wait a minute now, how does one clarify their calling? What does that look like? Because I want to do that too. So do you have steps for for clarifying our calling? I do. So in uh, the book, I actually have um, a a whole process. It's... uh, an appendix that you can, you go through and it's, it takes you through, um, several steps, um, seven steps that, um, focus on different, um, exercises, everything from, you know, learning your, um, going through different things like the strength finder or, um, the Enneagram test to, um, meeting with other people who can speak into you about your different skills and gifts gifts and even considering um, your uh, spiritual gifts and different love languages and um, considering your life journey. What are the different milestones in your life, the different skills that you've picked up that maybe you haven't ever looked at the big picture of? Um, I also take you through a practice where you think about your, you know, what do you want to be remembered by? Like, what are the things where you want to make sure that you've left an impact? Um, there's this, uh, you know, there's this 
saying, you know, the dash on, on the uh, tombstone is really the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what does that look like? And so, um, but most importantly for me um, as a Christian, I bring you back into scripture and we look at uh, the books of Ruth and Jonah. And, um, you know, Ruth and Jonah both had uh, specific callings on their life but they responded to them very differently. Mm-hmm. And so we take some time to reflect on how we also have that choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Jonah, God told him to do something specific and he didn't respond um, to that uh, the, the first time, you know, the right way. And so we also have that choice. And so we, um, I give you some time to reflect on that as well. Yeah, watch out, you're going to be eaten by a whale. (laughs) It's a lesson in that. (laughs) Swallowed up. Woof. We'll get back to our conversation with Beth Walker in just a moment. But first, our kindness call. Uh, My name's Andrew Miller. I'm a trooper for the South Dakota Highway Patrol. And uh, I guess uh, talking about kindness and things, kind acts that happen in our state. Um, We live in a great state out here in South Dakota and we have so many uh, citizens all over the state that support law enforcement, support the uh, mission that we have and the tasks that we do. Um, and, you know, with all the negativity in law enforcement these days, especially in some other areas, some specific cities and states within our country, um, our state is very different in that way. I mean, we have pretty much across the board support from everybody. Uh, within our state and it's it's pretty common these days especially now where we'll go out to eat somewhere um, at a restaurant within our squad area Uh, it even happens you know with outside of our squad area Um, I can think notably of one time just last week here in Huron um, my wife and my two-year-old daughter actually came to eat with me and uh, my boss and one other trooper and there were two gentlemen that ate at the same place that, and uh, they had paid for our meal, including my wife and my daughter. Uh, you know, and I don't know what the total was, but it was, a, you know, I mean, it was a significant. If you figure $10 a person, uh, you're looking at, you know, $40, $50. And these people will pay for our meal. A lot of times they don't even say anything. They pay for it, and then they leave. The worst part about it is we don't get a chance to thank them for it. Um, It's totally unnecessary, but it's very appreciated when it happens. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. You know, you mentioned, and I just want to make sure that we kind of back up, go, you know, and take a look at it, because what you mentioned was so important. People talk about the dash on the tombstone. And for anyone who's not heard that before, that dash is... You, on your tombstone, you're going to have your your date of birth, your year of birth, and you're going to have mm-hmm. y- your date of death. And in between that is a dash. And so what do we do with that time? What do we do with that moment? Because um, because really that's where our legacy is left and where kindness can happen. Um, exactly. We're all influencing people and we're all going to be remembered for something. And I think that the kindest thing we can do for ourselves is to fully thrive in our calling because, you know, God created us for a purpose. And um, when we thrive in that and we're partnering with him in that, then we are also blessing everyone around us because he places Mm -hmm. us intentionally in um, situations. And, you know, 
um, why not serve with the skills and gifts that he's given us? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So do you have uh, on your website, when you talk about what's in the appendix, is that information also, did I see that on your website that people can download it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have um, on the book resources tab, um, I give the appendix away because um, you never know how much space someone's going to need to write. And I just wanted to make sure that people could use that appendix um, however they wanted to. And so um, you can just go and download that. And then I also have an additional resource um, that, you know, once you've figured out your calling, um, one of the, the uh, things I got with my beta readers was that they wanted a few tools to kind of kickstart um, how to, you know, set some goals around, you know, working your calling into everyday life. And mm. so I have those two resources available um, for people uh, just for free, and they're just going to stay there on my website. That's so awesome. And the website is lessonsfromthesidelines.com. The other thing that's on there that I will never use, but I really appreciate, <laughs> is that you have um, you have this chart that teaches you how to feed massive amounts of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So the cooking for a crowd chart. And so it's, it's actually pretty helpful. Um, what, what you can do is, um, it's for any size, but if you're trying to figure out how much to buy, um, whether it's for two or for a hundred, it'll help you. So like, you know, I don't know, my husband would say, Hey, go buy watermelons for the team. And <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know how many watermelons and we'd, you know, we'd buy and we'd end up with like four extra watermelons yep. or, you know, you'd run out of watermelons. And so it, this kind of helps you figure out how many watermelons do you need to, when you're feeding 116 people or, you know, how, how many, how much mashed potatoes when you're, when you're in charge of bringing mashed potatoes. Um, and that kind of thing. And so whether it's, you know, you could use it for the concession stand or whether you're just feeding um, the football team or whether you're just in charge of one side or you're cooking the entire meal, it can help you um, budget. Mm -hmm. And um, I've, I actually have had people uh, say they've used it for retreats uh -huh. when they're planning out menus for retreats. So Yeah. Well, and the reason I say I wouldn't use it is not because it's not valuable. It's very valuable. <laughs> However, the two things my husband and I have learned from the sidelines um, is that number one, I'm better off not knowing anything about basketball and just being the world's best cheerleader. And number two, uh, it's better for my husband to call a caterer and have them, you know, have have Qdoba or or whoever it is, <laughs> like you know, Texas Roadhouse. Just just bring the food into our kitchen. We will invite all the people, um, but then. No one will get sick because uh, <laughs> when yeah. I eat, you know, or when I cook, you know, there's a really good chance that people are going to get sick if they <laughs> eat it. So, <laughs> oh, I love talking with you, Beth. I feel like, oh, we have kindred spirits, a kindred soul here um, in, in so many ways. I'm wondering about um, about kindness that you have seen in your life, whether that is something that you've done for somebody else and just something that made you feel awesome or a time that somebody has done something for you. Um, 
And as you are thinking about that for a second, I'll, I'll just let people know, because I bet they're curious. Your husband, if I've got this right, is a high school coach in Urbana, Illinois. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. After 16 years of small college football, we are um, we should have had our fourth uh, season at um, Urbana High School. He's the um, head football coach, but we are we'll see um, here in Illinois. They're saying football will be a spring sport this year, but of course we're holding our breaths to see what'll happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're feeling the but, same way about basketball too. It's just every day you don't. Every day is different. Yeah. So you guys haven't started yet, huh? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. We haven't either. So I think, you know, when you're a family that moves around a lot, I think the kindest thing um, is always when um, people welcome your kids into a community. Oh, yes. Um, that is always the thing that just, uh, it makes me feel welcome as well when my kids are welcomed yeah. in. Yeah. How, how specifically have you seen that happen for you? Um, you know, uh, when your kid is the new kid and they come home with the uh, birthday invitation mm-hmm. or the sleepover invite um, and or the phone number uh, from the mom who, uh, you know, the kid at lunch um, has intentionally said, um, my mom once has said, please have your mom call me. Mm-hmm. Those things are significant. They are. They really, really ma- have mattered to us. We moved to South Dakota a year and a half ago. Uh, and before mm. that, we were in Ohio for five years. And so it was like, you know, we we moved a year and a half ago. And before that, we moved five years before that. So it's, it is this constant yeah. kind of like, I think we're set here for good now, you know, but then, you know, who knows what happens in life, right? So anytime uh, that that somebody can reach out and say, hey, I see you and I see your family and um, and I know this must be hard on your kids or just, it just means so much to me too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to share with us before I let you go? I know that you've got lots of resources on your website and lots of ways for people to, to join in what you're yeah, doing. No, I think um, the only other thing I would say is um, if uh, someone is interested after they read the book or while they're reading the book, I have a mighty network where um, they can pop in and ask additional questions about pursuing their calling and, and different strategies um, around goal setting. So I try to limit it specifically to things uh, focused on the book. It's not, it's not, um, any for any other uh, purpose other than that. Awesome. Okay. What a great resource for people. I appreciate you really stepping into your calling and helping others to do the same. It's really beautiful, um, a wonderful act of kindness. So Beth, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thanks so much. That was a conversation with Beth Walker. You can join her community at lessonsfromthesidelines.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. And check out my new book, The Negativity Remedy, now available in stores.